I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. A reading from Isaiah. Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My my beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now, inhabitants of Jerusalem, our people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? I expected it to yield grapes. Why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do for my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I will break down its walls, and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hold, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his pleasant planting, and he expected justice, and he saw bloodshed, righteousness, and heard a cry. A shot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide what his ears hear, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide equity, equi- equally of the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be belt around his waist, and faithfulness around his loins. We do not live by bread alone. A Buffalo Creek is a prairie preserve near the place that I grew up. I used to enjoy biking along the gravel path that round, wound around the reservoirs and running the trail that ran through the tall grasses. I would often see butterflies flitting from flower to flower and birds darting across the sky and the occasional deer grazing at dusk. And sometimes I would see the charred remnants of vegetation after the preserve's caretakers executed a controlled burn of the prairie. Burning the prairie was essential for controlling vegetation that threatened the ecological community. It created a healthy, diverse ecosystem where life could thrive. God's concern for life lies at the heart of Isaiah's vineyard song particularly God's concern for the lives of the most vulnerable in the land. 
we might best understand Isaiah's vineyard imagery in terms of a prairie. My beloved had a prairie on a very fertile plain. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted choice vegetation. Already we can see that the prairie in the song is the southern kingdom, Judah. The song continues. He built a ranger station, the temple, in the midst of it, and set up beehives in it to harvest the land's produce. He expected it to yield flowering grasses, but it yielded turf grass. That which was planted is not what grew. God planted Judah expecting fair play, and behold, foul play. God planted Judah expecting right, and behold, rot. Judah's kings favored wealthy landowners. Judah's culture fed on the weak and the vulnerable. Their oppressive ways were alien to God and incompatible with a nation that was holy to God. Isaiah prophesied that God's compassion for the downtrodden would lead to a controlled burn of Judah. Isaiah is clear that Judah's national security depended on their care for the land's most vulnerable inhabitants. I wonder how secure we would feel if this, the same were true for us. We've committed many injustices over the years in the name of national security. Most recently, we barred some of the world's most vulnerable inhabitants from entering our country. We showed preferential treatment to prospective immigrants based on race and religion. We compounded the humanitarian crisis along our southern border by tearing children away from their families. That doesn't even touch on our systemic issues that disproportionately affect women and minorities. It doesn't even touch on our economic practices, which perpetuate cycles of unemployment, debt, and poverty. If our national security depended on our treatment of the world's most vulnerable, I'm not sure that we would fare any better than Judah did. It may be true that life here is better than almost anywhere else. It's also true that we fall significantly short of the good works that God has prepared in Christ Jesus to be our way of life. Justice and righteousness are the flowers of God's reign. When Judah failed to produce these and rejected the prophets, God withdrew divine protection for the sake of the downtrodden. Within two centuries, the fires of Assyrian aggression and Babylonian expansion would scorch the land. The family tree of Jesse, King David's father, would be reduced to a stump. God's temple would be a pile of rubble along with the rest of Jerusalem. And the land's wealthy inhabitants would be deported. Even in Judah's 
bleakest hour. All was not lost. For Isaiah was clear that these fires were not meant to destroy God's people, but to renew them. After years of oppression in Babylon, God's people would be returned home. God would bring forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse to govern them. A righteous king descended from the house of David. He would be possessed by the spirit of the Lord. He would work righteousness for the poor and justice for the oppressed. God's reign would flower in him as it never had before, renewing the life of God's people. While the fires of judgment are painful, we never suffer judgment apart from God's promise of renewed life. Indeed, you and I have already passed through God's judgment in the waters of baptism, for there we were joined to Christ in a sinner's death. We emerged from baptismal waters, ready to receive God's promised spirit. And God's promised spirit raised us to the life of good works prepared for us in Christ Jesus. A life of forgiveness, the life of mercy. This life is marked by doing righteousness for the poor and doing justice for the oppressed. The unjust judgments that we suffer become opportunities for prophetic witness. The righteous judgments that we suffer become opportunities for us to return to the life of the baptized. Now is a time in our national history for prophetic witness. Now is a time in our national history to return to the life of the baptized. Now is the time for righteousness and justice to flower among us for the sake of our most vulnerable neighbors. The Spirit of the Lord lives in us, and we live in the Spirit. What more can God do that God has not already done? Renewal is necessary for life to thrive. In Buffalo Creek, the fires of renewal consumed the vegetation that threatened the ecological community. The flowering grasses had deep roots, which helped them survive the blaze. Perhaps our faith is like those deep roots. Even when the world seems to be burning around us, We trust God to bring justice and righteousness to flower here today. We trust God knowing that one day the birds will return and the deer will resume grazing. We trust God in the sure and certain hope of the resurrection, knowing that God is making all things new. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.sttimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. 
Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always.